We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome all to the Rise in NFL Draft Prospect brought to you by IrishBreakdown.com, a part of the CFB Nation channel. Make sure to subscribe to CFB Nation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. We are just hours away from the 2023 NFL Draft officially kicking off. Starts on Thursday night at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Just a little heads up, if you are a frequenter of this channel, me and Brian Driscoll will be going live at 7.30 Eastern Time and doing the whole live draft for the first round to kick things off for the 2023 NFL Draft. It's been a long time, a lot of work put into the evaluation side of everything, many hours. But I am ready and just ecstatic to finally get this thing kicked off on Thursday night. Of course, for people that don't frequent the NFL Draft, Thursday round one, Friday rounds two and three, so day two, and then day three is rounds four through seven, that which will kick off on Saturday. If you're not an NFL draft junkie, this probably isn't the channel for you, but you should stick around because I'm going to talk about some of the key headlines that you should be considering heading in to the first round of the 2023 NFL draft. What should we be watching for? What rumors can we believe? What rumors do we dispel? Because that's what this time of year is every single year. The week, couple weeks leading up to the draft, you're going to hear everything. And I always joke about this. You should only believe about 17% of what you hear. Not 70, 17%. Obviously, that's a little bit hyperbolic. It's a little bit of a made-up number. But this time of year, you're going to hear rumors. You're going to hear smoke screens. You're going to hear misdirections. You're going to hear some things that are true, of course. But most of the things, it really depends what where the source is coming from and what source is putting off the information. Because you got to know, These NFL teams are trying to fool each other at this point of the year, man. They're trying to make people believe certain things, whether that is trying to tempt someone to trade up, trade down, not draft a player altogether. A lot of misdirection, a lot of misconception this time of year. So let's work through a few of these key rumors or talking points, things that you should be really looking forward to in the NFL draft. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Of course, the main talking point in the conversation that's been leading up to the draft is, of course, where everything starts, and that's with the number one overall pick. Chicago Bears held the first overall selection initially in the 2023 NFL Draft. Of course, the Carolina Panthers are now the new number one. After initially having the ninth overall selection, they traded up. They have a plethora of picks. DJ Moore, obviously, also is going over to the Chicago Bears, so they move back from one to nine. Carolina Panthers came up. Not for an offensive tackle, not for a wide receiver, not for a defensive player, but for a quarterback, of course. They have had a really bad string of Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, and it just hasn't worked. It hasn't worked. And I would argue, and I would contend, and I would make this argument 100%, is that the Carolina Panthers are a more talented football team than what people are going to give them credit for. There are some foundational pieces on this roster, in my opinion. Ika McQuano at left tackle was a first-round pick last year. Defensively, you have a lot of mainstays and a lot of pillar players on that side of the ball. Brian Burns, Jeremy Chin, J.C. Horn, Derek Brown on the interior defensive line. There are a lot of players to get super excited about as pillar players for the Carolina Panthers as they continue to build forward. But, of course, doesn't matter how much talent you have on a roster if you don't have your quarterback position filled out and figured out. And that's where this conversation is of why they trade up to number one. The initial thought process here, and it was a understandable thought process, was that the Carolina Panthers were going to be targeting C.J. Stroud, quarterback out of Ohio State with the first overall selection. I immediately, and 
check the receipts, check Twitter if you'd like, check the podcast. I pushed, I pushed back on this tremendously at, at that point. There, you have to understand when these rumors start, where are the rumors coming from? We've seen two quarterback rumors come from absolutely nowhere and gain a little bit of traction. The first one was C.J. Stroud, quarterback Ohio State. That one happened because before Josh McCown was even the, the offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers, former NFL quarterback Josh McCown, there was a YouTube video where he was breaking down C.J. Stroud's game, and he was basically fangirling over him. He was super excited, loved the guy. Cool. That's awesome. But you have to understand that he's making a piece of content for people to like, and this doesn't always mean that there's only one quarterback you like in a draft. I think that's where the nearsightedness comes. Just because he's talking about how much he likes a guy like a C.J. Stroud does not mean that that's the only quarterback in the class that he likes, certainly. So that one's thrown out the window because we hear a couple weeks ago at this point, the betting odds, and Vegas usually get some tips, right? The betting odds flips. C.J. Stroud is the favorite early. It's now Bryce Young. And I all along thought it was Bryce because I just think that the how the game is played today in the NFL, the ability not only win inside of structure but outside of structure, I always felt like Bryce Young was going to be more valued than what C.J. Stroud is. It's, and it's no push against C.J. C.J. is my second-ranked quarterback in this class. I think he's a very good player. And if you have a good system around him, I think he could be excellent in his role. But I do think the separator for me – is that Bryce Young can only win inside of structure like CJ can, a little differently, but they still succeed. He can also win in big-time level outside of structure. With how the game's played, I think that the NFL values that tremendously high. So then we hear Bryce Young. I bought into that one, of course, just a day ago, or a couple days, depending on when this podcast goes out. Will Levis is the talking point now. Oh, Will Levis might actually be the guy that's going number one. Again, where is this coming from? We have to ask ourselves, where are these rumors coming from? This one came from a Reddit post. And I, look, there are some people that have legitimate sources out there. But random guy on Reddit, not sure if that's the source that you want to take seriously this close to the draft. It's going to be Bryce Young, to my knowledge, for everything I'm hearing, for everything I've been feeling. I think it's going to be Bryce Young. So the Houston Texans, I think, are going to kick us off with the quarterback, and I think that is going to be the former Alabama signal caller. The big question, though, and this is actually the pivot point of this draft, in my opinion, is not so much what the Carolina Panthers do. What do the Houston Texans do with the second overall pick? We've heard a lot of different opinions and options on the board for the Houston Texans at number two. Easy. The easy conversation is you're picking number two overall, which means you're in striking range to get a quarterback. Davis Mills, I actually like Davis Mills, but he isn't an elevator. He isn't a guy for me that you're going to settle on and be content with when there might be a better, more talented option on the board. That's just kind of how I feel about Davis. I think Davis in the right system could be a good quarterback, and I think he has shown flashes of that in two years with the Houston Texans, despite not being in a great situation. But conventional wisdom would say, you take C.J. Stroud here, right? You take C.J. Stroud. That's one option that's on the table. Another option that's been talked about 
is that they might stay there and they might take a different quarterback altogether. Because I don't think that's going to be a trade back spot. I don't think it is. I think the Arizona Cardinals at three is going to be the spot that you really want to trade and navigate. And if you're the Arizona Cardinals, get out of that spot. Because you're not in a quarterback conversation, obviously, with the money that you're giving to Kyler Murray. Stay put. I mean, sorry, trade back. Do not stay put. And get as much draft capital as possible. Because the Arizona Cardinals do not have a good roster right now. So get as many picks as possible, and hopefully you can start to really build up the talent level on that roster. So number two, though, quarterback, C.J. Stroud is an option on the board, but I think there's an option that it might be a different quarterback. I would actually, hey, I'm not really a betting man, occasionally, but if I was more of a betting man, and I actually told someone to make this bet early in the process, and I think that it's going to turn out pretty good for them, is I think the second quarterback off the board is going to be Will Levis out of Kentucky. And it's ludicrous. It isn't something that I would personally do. But I'm telling you right now that the NFL is a lot higher on Will Levis than what the media are, what the general public is, what the fans are. I'm telling you that right now. So do not be shocked. I'm just trying to get you all prepared for this draft, right? So do not be shocked if Will Levis is the second overall pick when all is said and done on Thursday nights. Last option for the Houston Texans. Staying that, staying put and drafting a non-quarterback, which I think there's merit to. I think there's merit to. Because, yes, you can potentially get your quarterback, whether that is C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, or Anthony Richardson. But what if the Houston Texans don't love one of those guys? which is possible. They've been linked to Bryce Young, actually, for a long time. I think if Bryce Young was on the board, they would take him and they wouldn't think twice about it. But if they're not sold in one of these quarterbacks, who's the pick that you're going to take there? Who's the player you're going to take? I'm here to predict who I think the pick's going to be. I think it's going to be Tyree Wilson, the defensive end out of Texas Tech. If it was my selection, there would be two non-quarterbacks that I would consider. One is Will Anderson, who was the – record-setting edge out of Alabama, 34 sacks in three seasons, including 17 and a half as a true sophomore when he had over 30 tackles for loss, over 100 tackles. Excellent football player. The other one, and this is dependent upon how comfortable I am with him, is Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle out of Georgia. Now, why do I think it's going to be Tyree Wilson? There's There's two reasons for that. There's two reasons that I think that Tyree Wilson is actually going to be the first defensive player off the board, regardless if it's number two overall, which I think it could be, or if it's Arizona Cardinals or Seattle Seahawks, whoever ends up being the non-quarterback needy team in the top five. I think it's going to be Tyree Wilson because of two things. One, the NFL does this almost every single year. We just saw this last year. Trayvon Walker is picked over Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau. Because they were better uh, college players? Absolutely not. No. Trayvon Walker was picked because he looks the way an NFL defensive line coach would want an edge rusher to look like. And unfortunately for Will Anderson, he is not the prototype. The prototype is 6'5 and a half, 270 pounds, plus pounds, with 35 and a half inch arms. That's the prototype. Who holds that? It's Tyree Wilson. He's the prototype. He's how you draw up an edge in the NFL. He's how you want it to look. So I think that it's going to be Tyree Wilson for one reason that way. 
Number two, law of averages. I always come back to law of averages. It, what I mean by this is when I was at the combine and the, the 2023 NFL scouting combine, which if you want legitimate information, that's the spot that you're usually going to get it because guys little get a little drunk, get a little loose lips, start talking a little bit, right? So you hear players connected with teams all the time. I heard about six to seven teams in the top 10 that have had some conversation about Tyree Wilson. When it came to Will Anderson, I only heard about two, three, max. There were more teams in the top 10 that I heard associated with Tyree Wilson than Will Anderson. Does that mean necessarily that Tyree is going to be picked before Will Anderson because of that fact? No. But what does it mean? If I'm throwing darts at a dartboard and I have more shots, I have more of a chance to hit a bullseye. Which tells me if Will Anderson, if Tyree Wilson has more darts to throw in the top ten, he might be the first off the board. There might be a better chance there. So law of averages and the NFL, the the trend in the NFL as far as what they value on the edge. I think it's Tyree Wilson, first defensive player off the board, and potentially the second overall pick to Houston Texans. I think it's I think it's there. Other thing I want to talk about, and we already started this conversation a little bit. It's the quarterback hierarchy in this class. I think that that's going to be a fascinating conversation. Because I already said, Bryce Young's quarterback won, and he would be for me. I think after that, man, things get hairy. And could C.J. Stroud be the second quarterback off the board? It's possible. Could, could an Anthony Richardson be that second guy off the board? It's also possible. But I'm here to tell you, what I think it ultimately is, is this. I think we see Bryce Young. I think we see Will Levis. Because again, mistakes the NFL teams make and consistently do is Will Levis. The guy that has the most tools from an arm strength perspective, hits the size thresholds, has the clean character off the field. The coaches will go to bat for him. It's Will Levis. He fits the prototype, although it has been proven that that can be pretty wrong often. So I think he goes second quarterback off the board. Third quarterback, I think will be C.J. Stroud. I think that the NFL was high on Anthony Richardson, who I think is going to be the fourth guy. But I will say I still think that there's going to be a lot of NFL teams that are hesitant on him. One, because when you talk about teams that – when you talk about quarterbacks that were one-year starters on the college level, it is a very short list of success. You're talking about like Cam Newtons of the world, Right. There's very small bucket of players that were one-year starters in the college football that ended up being good players in the NFL. So the amount of experience is going to be something that people are terrified of. And that really is the main takeaway from this, right? Is that that experience level is going to scare you. And the fact that he is not a finished product, he's a, well, it's not even about fitting a finished product. It's about year one contributions usually a top 10 quarterback is going to have a high level of year one contributions. Usually. I don't know if Anthony Richardson will, even though I think he probably should to get some live bullets to really grow on the job. I think it would be big for him, but I think some NFL teams are going to be hesitant on him. So again, Bryce Young, Will Levis, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson. That's, I think, what the hierarchy ends up being. Another big talking point, and there's a couple spots in the top 10 that I think fit this, is potential trading. 
what teams are most likely to trade up, what teams are most likely to trade down, and when does the chaos start? I think I already talked about it a little bit. I don't think it starts with number two, the Houston Texans. I think that the chaos starts with the number three overall selection. Arizona Cardinals sitting with three. There's going to be two quarterbacks on the board potentially that teams are going to be excited of. Maybe three if the Houston Texans do pass on a quarterback. So the Arizona Cardinals, I think, are going to be in for business. They are. They have a bad roster. They need more picks. They need more football players. And they don't have a quarterback need. They have their – whether you are a Kyler Murray fan or you are not – they have given him a big contract. They are stuck with Kyler Murray for the foreseeable future. It is a, pa- a fact. Trading back for them, I think, is essential. I really do. I think they're a major trade back candidate for a quarterback needy team. A couple teams that it could be. Las Vegas Raiders at 7. Atlanta Falcons at 8. And the Tennessee Titans at 11. I think they're the most likely trade-up candidates. I actually would lean the Tennessee Titans to be the number one trade-up candidate to go get that third overall pick and to get a quarterback. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And if I was the Arizona Cardinals, I would also want it to be the Tennessee Titans because further you go back, the more picks you recoup and you're still going to have the 11th overall selection. So you'll still be in a good spot to get a good football player, especially if there's an early run on quarterbacks. You'll be in the spot where you can still get a really, really good defensive football player, and you get more picks in return for that for that little bit of a drop in selection. So I think Tennessee Titans, I wouldn't count out the Atlanta Falcons and Las Vegas Raiders, but I would say the Raiders and the Titans are the two most likely to be trading up. Other trade back potential. I think the Seattle Seahawks at five is a very interesting trade back option. They're going to be another team that a playoff team with the fifth overall selection, they might be a trade-back candidate simply because I think that there's going to be a team that is going to say, I need to get up and get the last quarterback that's on the board potentially. That might be an option on the board. And if it is, I think that they will take that and run with it because I think that they are a team that is on a quarterback-friendly deal. Geno Smith just made a Pro Bowl. They still have some holes in that roster, though. So recouping picks – to continue to build on what is already a playoff roster from last year, I think would be an interesting trade back option. Seattle Seahawks at five. I think they are an interesting one. Last one in the top 10 that I like as a trade back option, Philadelphia Eagles. They actually could be a team that might be trade up or trade back dependent upon how the board falls. This one is more, you're going to be in a position at number 10 where, you might have a pick between B. John Robinson and one of the offensive linemen. But I think with multiple options on the board, the Philadelphia Eagles would be willing to trade back. Why? Because it's Howie Roseman. Howie Roseman always does this. He's maneuvered up. He's maneuvered back. And the Eagles don't have many mid-round picks. I believe if I remember correctly, they don't have a fourth or fifth-round pick in this class. 
So I think that they're a trade back to try to get some more draft capitals to make sure that they have more of a balanced approach throughout the draft and they have some potential mid-round options. So they're the trade back candidates. First defender off the board already hit Tyree Wilson. If you haven't bet on that one, I don't know if the odds are good at still in that one, but that one is the one to have in my opinion. Jalen Carter, can he go top 10? Another big another big talking point that we've had throughout the draft. So if you haven't watched the chaos that's kind of been ensuing, let me paint the picture for you real quick. In my opinion, the rarest football player in this class is Jalen Carter. He is a dynamic football player from the University of Georgia. Best defensive tackle we've had come out since at least Quinnen Williams out of Alabama, maybe before, honestly. He's that good, man. He is a stud of a football player. Best overall player in this class in my opinion, regardless of position value. I really think that he's excellent. I think he's rare. I think there's some Warren Sapp in his game. I, I'm a big fan of Jalen Carter. But, of course, I was at the Combine, and about 20 minutes before Jalen Carter had media availability, the story comes out, and you can Google this, but basically there was a, a terrible tragedy that happened. Jalen Carter and some teammates – and a young lady that was on the recruiting staff at the time at the University of Georgia, they were involved in a racing incident where two people, Devin Woolock, who played offensive line for the University of Georgia, and the young lady lost their lives in, the, in, this, uh, in this incident. And basically he fled from the scene. And there was, you know, obviously he got arrested. There was a warrant out for his arrest. Uh, fast forward two misdemeanors. And I, I hate to quantify it like this, but the fact that it was just two misdemeanors, I think the NFL is going to kind of look the other way on this. So people have been saying, how far does he drop? Does he drop at all? I think he drops a couple selections. I Because I think there was a legitimate chance that he was a top three overall selection. Maybe good enough that the Arizona Cardinals or the Houston Texans decide we're staying put. That's our guy. He's a rare player. With everything, I think he will drop a little bit. But I don't think he drops out of the top 10 like some people have been talking. I just don't. Number five, the Seattle Seahawks makes a lot of sense. The Las Vegas Raiders at seven. The Arizona Cardinals. I mean, sorry, Atlanta Falcons at eight. And number 10, Philadelphia Eagles. I think Philadelphia Eagles are the absolute floor for a guy like a Jalen Carter. I just don't think he gets out of the top 10. Because I think there's multiple spots that will be willing to take a gamble on him. Just because I, I just haven't heard as much. Chatter as you would if he was a legitimate drop candidate. I just don't think he's going to drop nearly as far as people think. So I still think Jalen Carter goes in the top 10. That's my pulse on it right now. Last talking point I want to talk about, and this one's really fascinating to me personally. I'm a draft nerd, though. So maybe it's not fascinating to you, but I think it's really cool. B. John Robinson, running back out of the University of Texas. Every so often in this era, a running back comes out that is special, special talents. Because Bijan Robinson is one of the top three running backs in this class. I mean, sorry, not top three players in this class, regardless of, posi- of positional value. Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, Bijan Robinson, three blue chippers, in my opinion. But once in a while in this era, a running back comes out. Think about Saquon Barkley. Think about Todd Gurley before him. A running back is going to come out in this not in this running back diluted era an era where running backs are not nearly as valuable as they once were. And what happens? We're going to talk about where should you take a running back? Should you take a running back? Should a running back go in the top 10? Should a running back go in the first round? And it's an interesting conversation. And honestly, 
I am on the boat that you take great football players no matter what position they play. But it is dependent on the situation at hand. So, Al, how early does Bijan Robinson go? In my opinion, he's a top three player in the 2023 class. But he is a running back. So he's not going to go top three overall. Can he go top ten? I think he can. Two teams to keep an eye out for. One, Atlanta Falcons at eight. They have been linked to him a lot. We know that Arthur Smith, who is the head coach of the Tennessee Titans, I'm sorry, head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, former offensive coordinator of the Tennessee Titans, you know what he did with Derrick Henry when he was in Tennessee. They are a power running system. They still want to work through the run game and play action pass. I think that they could value it. I think they could value a Bijan tremendously. You think back to what they were able to accomplish as a with a rookie Tyler Algier as far as running the football this past year, they get a guy like Bijan completely unlocks that offense. And if they really are in on Desmond Ritter being the quarterback, he's a player that needs a run game. He needs a dynamic run threats behind him. I think it could be Bijan. Second team, much less likely in my opinion. Philadelphia Eagles at 10. Historically speaking, this is not something Howie Roseman is going to do. Just not. The track record says Howie Roseman is not going to value a running back this high. But it's a unique year for the Philadelphia Eagles. Because not only do they have the 10th overall pick, they already have the, they also have the 30th overall pick, and they were just in a Super Bowl. This roster is a good roster. One of the best rosters in the NFL, even with a couple defections off that roster this year. With two first-round picks, I think you can take a luxury pick in this class. I think you can. They lost Miles Sanders this offseason. They have Kenneth Gainwell. They also signed Rashad Penny, who's the off-injured but talented Seattle Seahawks, former Seattle Seahawks running back, first-round pick out of San Diego State. But Bijan is a different animal. It's a different cat than what you have in that running game right now. With the offensive line you have, with Jalen Hurts as your quarterback, with A.J. Brown at wide receiver, with Devonta Smith, I think a running back could be the last piece. And Dallas got her tight end, by the way. I think he could be the last piece to really unlocking this team and potentially being the best offense in the NFL. With a luxury opportunity with two first-round picks, I think it's on the table for a for a Howie Roseman to make that selection. Do I still think it's likely? No, I don't think it's likely because the track record speaks against it. But I think that this is a unique year in that there aren't a ton of holes on the roster. You do have two first-round picks. With all that to consider, I would not count it. I would not call it outlandish to say that the Philadelphia Eagles could be in that conversation. So I think there's two top 10 teams that could potentially take Bijan. If he gets out of the top 10, I don't see him lasting very long. I mean, you talk about the New England Patriots are there right in the teens. I, I just, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are at 19. I know that they're, they literally are one of the two top 30 visits that they had that Bijan Robinson has had, including the Philadelphia Eagles this off season, this draft season. So I think Bijan could go top 10. But regardless, we'll know very soon. Again, Brian Driscoll, Ryan Roberts will also be live tomorrow on the CFB Nation YouTube channel. Make sure you hit that like button. Subscribe to this channel because you'll get that notification that we're going live 7.30 Eastern time on Thursday. want to thank you all for listening, though, man. I appreciate you very much. Happy draft season. And we'll talk to you again very soon on the Rise and NFL Draft Podcast.
you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.